Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. You know it's a big one when the boss, the lead dog, <laughs> the man who makes everything work at PHNX Sports, the great Saul Bookman leads us off. Hello, Saul Bookman. How's it going, Mike? How are we doing today? Uh, well, a little bit better than yesterday. I mean, it's kind of you, you hit the nail on the head yesterday when you're like, you know, I feel like my girlfriend just broke up with me. It, yeah. uh, it, it was just crushing, you know, just what, what was going through Saul's mind? Um. You know, when I woke up yesterday, I just didn't have a good feeling. And that was based on nothing. Like, right. I just felt like I felt like yesterday we were going to get some answers as to whether or not Jed Fish was going to be uh, in the running for the Washington job. And uh, it just felt uneasy. And it's funny because I'm in some um, some Kansas State Wildcats uh, chats as well because, you know, I went to Kansas State. So I follow them and they were all just excited because they thought Leopold was going to get the job. Yeah. Uh, at UW, and so they're like, "Oh, Kansas is back to being trash!" Ha 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 ha. Right. Um, and they they all consider us the number one team in the Big Twelve heading into next year. They all, every single Big Twelve person I've talked to so far. Hell, right. even Jalen Conyers, who just transferred to Texas Tech, gave me a call yesterday after everything was said and done. He's like, "Bro, you guys are going to be like the best team in the Big Twelve next year." And I was just like, "Yeah, I mean, we were. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen now." So it's uh, it's. It's it, Mike. I don't think in the entire time I've been a U of A fan have I felt this amount of emotion. Like I don't even know if I would quantify it as as anger. I think it's more just sad. You know what I mean? Like sad because if you felt like even with during the Rich Rod years, it it still never felt like it was sustainable. Yeah. And we get to this point where we bring in Jet Fish, and you don't know what to expect, and he starts bringing in some legit high caliber NFL level players and you can you can see the path forward and you get excited and then this year happens and you're like oh my god are we going to be like one of the top teams in the country from now on like this is amazing and then it all just goes away in terms of fish leaving now the players haven't left yet um, but I would expect a lot of them too, you know, yeah. I mean, and, you know, honestly, this is also too, and uh, we'll be joined a little bit by Sheeran Jamino. This is also too, why I'm totally cool with the transfer portal, you know, what give it, uh, um, because if a coach can do this, I believe that players should be able to do it. I know that I'm, you know, that's probably not advantageous for us and it's definitely changed what, uh, it is, but Saul, if, a, if, a if, if guys sign up for a coach and they can leave whenever, and they're telling pl- players right up to the last second, I'm going to be here to quote your shirt. Loyalty goes both ways. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it, guys, I mean, I think we all are nostalgic about U, U, U of A. We all have a relationship with it. We all want, we're all invested. We're all loyalty, uh, loyal to the brand. But, you know, players, you know, if they didn't grow up as a U of A fan, there's nothing there for them. They come here to a school and right now schools are just views, viewed as entities. They're, you know, the tradition and nostalgia behind uh, the reason why a lot of us love U of A is, is not you know, it's just not born with them. And so, right. you know, it's hard to tell a kid not to turn down, you know, to turn down a million dollars in possible NIL money somewhere else to stay here and not really know what's going to happen. Like, that's a hard sell for right. whoever's going to be the coach. And I think what's really hard, too, is for these players is the players were not told anything, obviously. Uh, the administration was not told anything. And for somebody like a Noah or a T-Mac, you turn down a lot of money to possibly go elsewhere because you kind of built into what this whole, the full family environment, everything that, uh, you know, that Arizona was selling. And that now is that's, that's just kind of, 
I, I don't know. Like I said, it just to me was different when you had so many high caliber players. I was prepared to lose Jed Fish after next year. I figured, you know what, let's get this second run in. And then from here on out. But getting that first year, not getting to that second year, that's the one that really hurts. Like I said, I was prepared to lose him next year. Yeah, This year was not the year that I was looking for, especially like you said. You've got a loaded roster. Like Jalen Conyers said, um, we figured that you guys were going to be the best team in the conference, and on paper they were. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, There was a question just there. It said, is it possible to even keep a coach for longer than you know three or four years? It's going to be almost impossible nowadays unless you're at one of the big-time programs, you know, Bama or Georgia or whatever, right? Uh, hell, even, even – um, what, what's his name? Slap nuts over there in uh, LSU. Uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. You know, he's even being rumored if Harbaugh leaves Michigan to possibly get the Michigan job. And you would think that LSU is a pretty high-profile job and you can't get – much higher than that. Right. They've won national championships. They've proven that they can be one of the best in the SEC. So there's just no loyalty whatsoever across the gamut. So I'm just really disappointed uh, for the players. I'm also very disappointed. Like, I'm cool with Fish taking the job. Listen, it's hard to turn down twice as much as you're making right now, especially when you have to talk to your family, your wife, and you lay out all the logistics. It makes sense to go to Washington. Right. I'm not knocking him for that whatsoever. What I'm knocking him for is – the way he really did go about it, especially in this last week, um, and especially yesterday, like, I get it. You're excited to go to Washington. That's cool. But you also have to understand and have a good temperature take on the emotion of this fan base and how much they were invested into what you were doing, how excited they were for what you were bringing to the table. They bought into you finally after a couple years. And then you turn around, and it really felt like that he just stabbed everybody in the back. And the video and the changing of the profile and like, like, bro, you couldn't wait one day like this morning. If that happened, I'm cool. Like, I get it. Right. It's fine. But literally like 15 minutes after he meets with the team, that shit's all changed. And here's also where it really bothers me as well. Arizona. It's not like Jed Fish was turning down suitors left and right before he came to Arizona. Uh, Robbins and Hickey took a chance on Jed Fish. He was yes. not a head coach. He was not getting interviews. I think in this stage in the game, you at least owe it to more so than just showing up to a meeting and saying, well, guys, I'm going to Washington. Peace out. And then putting the video out there as well. That to me was just Jed Fish understands optics. Jed Fish, that's one thing about Jed. He understands the Twitter game in a way that uh, many that most coaches don't. He understands messaging. He knew what he was doing there. This wasn't like Kevin O'Neill going on there and putting something that he doesn't know how it's going to be, you know, perceived. Jed knew what he was doing, and I think that's really what bothered so many people, Saul. Yeah, a, a million percent. I, I can't even imagine. You know, I know everybody in Washington's really excited because they think that Fish is going to bring T-Mac and Noah. I'm sorry, man. If I'm Noah and T-Mac, unless, unless I got a heads up, you know, a week ago or a couple days ago, like, hey, guys, you know, I just want to let you know I'm, I'm starting to get this talk from Washington. They're interested in whatever. Like, he kind of laid it out for them. Unless that happened, if I'm Noah and T-Mac, even if I don't stay at U of A, I damn sure I'm not going to Washington. Right. There's other programs that are that are I can go anywhere I want. Yeah, for sure. And also, why would you want to go to Washington right now if they're going to lose half their roster because of graduation and all those players that are going to the NFL? Like, why would you want to go there right now? You're in rebuild mode all over again. If you're T Mac and you're going to leave U of A with 18 of 22 restarters coming, if you're going to leave U of A, you want to go to a place where you're going to be high caliber, high visibility. And you're going to make some pretty decent NIL money like the top dogs in the country. Right. He could go to any school he wants to right now. There's not a single program in the country that would turn him away. Same thing with Noah for the most part. There might be a couple schools that are like, no, we're set at quarterback. But you could pretty much name your own price. I just don't see them going to Washington. If they, I hope if anything comes out of this and we do lose those two guys, I hope it's not to Washington. I will be able to swallow that much, much better. And that's the thing, too. I'm going to root for – what's also bummed, too, is just this was an awesome group of parents that this squad had. I mean, just on Twitter, they're active. I mean, you've been in the game a long time. I've been in the game a long time. I'm used to getting DMs in the past from parents that are saying, why the heck isn't my kid playing, this and that. I got next to none of that the last two years. Even, if, you know, again, I'm not going to put it out there, but, you know, Les Fafita and I developed a pretty good friendship, and he never once said – 
why isn't, you know, why isn't my kid playing? None of that. It was always, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, trust in God, Noah's time will come if it's meant to come. And that is just so rare in this day and age, Saul, to find parents that just kind of got it. They were just trusting the process. And I think, you know, just to have the, the carpet just pulled out from under them, that's what's really heartbreaking, I think, in this, because again, they did it the right way. And yeah. It, it's like I said, I, I feel terrible for the players as well. I mean, when I was down there and I called you, it was somber. It wasn't like it was different. Like somebody asked me, how does this compare to like when the FBI uh, situation hit? That was more just like, whoa, like, yeah, like, was, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was it was fearful because you're like, holy shit, it's the FBI. Like, yeah. this is not this is not lightweight stuff. What does that mean? And there was a lot of confusion, right? We didn't right. know what this was all going to mean, how it was all going to break down. With this yesterday, it was emotional. Yes. Like for the players, I just know the players were emotional. They were probably upset. A lot of them took to, to Instagram and Twitter last night, and they they kind of voiced their frustration. They started pining for what coach should be in here. Like I get it. I totally get it because a lot of the fan base feels the same way, yeah. you know, and – I, I don't blame them not one second. I think the biggest thing for right now, if we look towards the future, though, Dave Hickey and Robbins have got to move as fast yes. as possible because the longer they wait, the more susceptible all the kids are in the program to find that transfer portal, get another deal, and be out. Like You've got to move as fast as ever. You can't wait a whole month like yes. you did last time in trying to find Jed Fish to find that coach. Yeah, Anthony made it. It was a rare good point that our good friend Anthony Jamino makes. Actually, Anthony makes all good points. But he said that um he said, you know, you've got to you've got to have this decision made in the next 48 to 72 hours. This is a lot different, Saul. Like you talked about th- th- with the way the portal is now, with the way the kids can bounce and listen, Everybody knows nobody's a bigger fan of Dave Hickey than myself, but I'll say this. Every good athletic director has got it. Their job is to have a list of guys that if this, if something's to hit the fan, these are three or four of my people. This, this can't, we're not in the day and age. We're not in the sixties or something where this could catch you off guard and uh, you didn't expect it. You've got to have that contingency plan in place. And that contingency plan has to be executed and that's got to be executed in my opinion within 48 to 72 hours look how washington moved look how alabama moved all of these schools moved with a quickness that you've just got to do in this day and age it's got to be there Saul. million percent uh i know you're going to get to it in a, in a little bit with with sheer and jamino but i will say this if you're looking to retain as much as possible right now and you want to win right now you're just focused on this next year maybe the next two or three years then i would say yeah you would go after nancy Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that would be the surefire way to try and keep and retain as many guys as possible. Right. Um, it's a hard sell, though, because Nansen literally just left mm-hmm. and now he's he might come back. And that would just that's also a little like a little odd. Right. Um, if you're looking for long term success <clears throat> and I think something that's you're looking I, to me, you're looking for a young guy to come in here and kind of renovate everything you know, or kind of give a refresh and hopefully their messaging is able to retain a lot of the, uh, the players. But um, I, I just want the best coach, honestly. Yeah. I want the best coach. I want to be able to sustain, you know, uh, a modicum of success. Right. You know, let, let us at least make a bowl game next year and stuff. Um, it, like I said, it's just really depressing, man. It's just depressing. But, you know, I, I, I got to give a shout out to the U of A fans, man. Saul, you know this, living it. There's no better fan base in the entire country than U of A fans. The passion, just everything that's that's in there. Um, and I, I tell this to people all the time that are like, somebody uh, tweeted at me and he's like, oh, I'm going to get rid of my season tickets now. Listen, if you are a fan of Arizona, you nobody became a fan of Arizona football because of Jed Fish. <coughs> um, you were here before Jed Fish. You're going to be here after Jed Fish. I think people got to remember that. And that's something that, you know, when it comes to an that's when it comes to circling the wagons, that's got to be something to keep you can keep in mind. I, I don't I don't fault anybody for saying those kind of things yesterday. Oh, it's I emotional. Did. They're oh, emotion. Yeah. You know, it, once everything kind of the dust settles and everything kind of calms down, I'm sure, you know, a lot of those people would be like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still going to buy my season tickets. Yeah. Like because you want to support the program and, and you don't want everything to crumble. So I get it. It's emotional. Right. And, and like I said, I think this was the most emotional <clears throat> coach leaving firing situation I've ever been a part of. Right. Um, I, that I can remember feeling like just right. 
you know, confusion and, and depression and, and kind of sad about what's happening with your favorite team in school. And so I know these kids are kind of going through this and I, I hopefully they're, they're able to get some solid advice. And more than anything, I really hope that these kids just take a beat, take a couple of days, let this all kind of play out before you make any decisions. You can go ahead and listen to the other schools. That's fine. Right. I don't care about that. You want to see what your options are. But man, I really hope whoever stays is able to convince really – to me, if you keep T-Mac in Fafita mm-hmm. right off the bat and those guys are like, we're coming back no matter what, I think that sends a message to the entire rest of the roster like, you know what, we're going to do it for the A, we're going to stay here, we're going to be loyal, and we're going to finish this thing out. Because I'm telling you, Mike, the thought of them being in the CFP next year as a 12-team tournament and where they could have possibly gone, hell, if they would have made it this year in a 12-team tournament, I think they would have made some noise. Yeah, I and agree. So, and you got to look at that and think, like, man, we're so close. And right. we worked for so long to get to this point. Why give it up at the last minute to go hope that you're going to find some success somewhere else? Man, I, I really hope they don't do that. Yeah, for sure. Saul, as always, you're my man. Like I said, uh, the, I've, I've had a lot of good bosses in my life. Nobody better than you, my guy. I appreciate you, boss. Appreciate you, man. Love you. See you. All right, talk to you soon. It's all Bookman right there. All right, now let's join. Uh, let's join uh, by Anthony Jamino and Jason Shear. Anthony, who's had to put up with me for over ten years, and Shear, who has fired me for uh, multiple or not multiple times. You can only fire me once. All right, guys. Um, the uh, uh, Anthony Shear, uh, long time no talk. What are your thoughts now? Because I'm about to make my case for who I think Arizona should hire. All right. Well, in that case, I'll just jump in and go first. How about that? Um, The more since we talked last night, the more I thought about it last night, the more I thought about this morning, the more I talked to people around the program. I'm 100 percent team Johnny Nansen. Um, If only because, you know, we, we again, we talked a little bit last night. Should should the players be involved in making this decision? Usually that answer is kind of a no. Let's, let's Usually a that. hard no. Yeah. Um, in this case, I believe Arizona should 100% be in go-for-it-now mode. 100%. If Johnny Nansen is the guy who can retain Noah, retain T-Mac, keep the core mostly intact, and they can go out and compete and win big next year, go for it now. I don't care about... If, if something happens, if he's not a capable head coach and you have to worry about it and make a decision in 2025, 2026, whatever, Arizona has a rare opportunity to do something super special in 2024, and they should absolutely go for it. Sure. You know, uh, well, I can say that on, on Jamino's note, uh, there was a players-only meeting this morning, just posted it, and you are going to see a coordinated message to hire Johnny Nansen. That was basically all the meeting was about. Um, and there are multiple players. T-Mac was at the meeting, and he will see if it's true, but there are players that are telling people if Nansen is the guy, they are likely to stay. So if that's and, the case, it's going to be harder for Dave Hickey and Robbins to not hire Nansen. And um, I know that um, right now the alums are pissed. Uh, pissed at Jed. Nansen also very much pleases all the alums who have been a big part of this rebuild in the last few years. Right. For sure. We need that. And, and Mike, if you bring back Johnny Nansen, Dwayne Aquina is not going to go to Texas. Dwayne right. Aquina will be here. Um, yes. And one thing, too, that we also need to look at is that if you bring those guys back, I am totally in on the generally the thought of, all right, you don't want to bring in a coach just because a player, just because the coach, all that, all that stuff. I get all yeah. that. This yeah. is a unique situation, though, at Arizona. This isn't Alabama. This isn't something where, all right, well, you know, don't worry. A coach can take you hire the best coach and you take a loss for a year or two and then you're going to be right back. You, This is go for broke. You go in 2024, you go for broke, and then this who and then you revisit it. Maybe uh, maybe you find out Anson can't coach. Who knows? Or maybe it does work. But I'll tell you one thing: I'd much rather take my chances if Johnny Nansen can coach or not with that roster than taking an unknown or somebody that goes seven and seven everywhere they go. Yeah, and and you know it, it's. 
I'm I'm not a fan of keeping everything together just for a year because I don't know if there's any guarantees. Like I mentioned, just like what if Noah and T Mac get a million dollar offer in the spring and they go, you know what, let's just take it. And then you hire Johnny Nanton for what, right? Um, but Jamina makes a good point. Like, let's be honest, no matter what, we're probably doing this again in three years for a good reason or a bad reason. So you might as well mm-hmm. might yeah. as well make your run and and see what happens. Yeah. I'll- and it, there's there there are a lot of quality head coaching candidates out there. Jason, I know you've got the hot board and all that. Most of those people are fine, qualified head coaches who could who have done good jobs and probably could at Arizona. But this isn't a fantasy team. We're dealing in the real world. We're dealing with people and personalities and relationships. And as I look at it, there's only one guy who makes the most sense in that regard. And that's still going to be Johnny Nansen. Yeah. And so we'll, I mean, yes, that makes it, that just makes it easier for me in this, in this case, because again, I, I I keep, it's funny. The last two days I've just kind of become at a loss for everything, but I'm listen, here's what it comes down to for me with Johnny Nansen. Arizona is not a destination school for football. We can be honest here. It's a good spot. But it's not a destination spot. Nobody is saying that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Arizona and I will never leave because I want to win a national championship at Arizona. That's that's just not in the cards. But what Arizona does have is they have a very unique opportunity with an absolutely loaded roster next year to be able to compete for a Big 12 championship. And not only do they have that opportunity, let's be honest, some players will leave. I get it. But if Noah Fafita and T-Max stay at Arizona, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to stay with them as well. Yeah, I think it's just like when when Noah committed for the 2022 class. You know, there's always one guy in the class who who leads everybody else and gets everybody else involved. Yeah, those two, if those two decide to stay, I think the vast majority of people, uh, players, will stick around. But uh, does that that fit with what you're hearing, Jason? Yeah, I believe that. Again, I don't know if I believe it, but like T-Mac was at that meeting. Noah Fafita was at that meeting. That I know for a fact. And I will say there's another interesting, and I don't know if I could tie two things together, but Dave Hickey had a a scheduled meeting with the team this morning and postponed it. Hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. I mean, maybe they're, they're heavily considering it, and the reason he postponed it is because they're finalizing stuff already. I mean, it, it would nothing would surprise me. That would be a save. And honestly, and let's be honest here, Dwayne Aquina, that's Anthony's guy. Um, and there's really no uh, there's <laughs> there. Most people are Anthony's guys. Let's be honest here. But with uh, with Dwayne Aquina, that that if you can retain him, you can retain this coaching staff. I feel very comfortable at least going into next year having his mind on that defensive staff. If you got Noah Fafita, you got T-Mac, you got a good percentage of that roster coming back. I think the offense takes care of itself. This is something that I think it's – this is I'm, – I'm all in on Johnny Nansen. Um, mm. I, I I don't even think, to be honest with you, that there's a there's a close – I can't even really think of a close second if you give the uh, time period and what's going on as, you know, as it pertains to Arizona football. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I want to be clear. If the administration who has worked with Johnny Nansen uh, for multiple years now if they don't think he's in the range of acceptability as a head coach, they shouldn't hire him. I'm not saying hire him just because he might keep a few dudes around. But if they have a good relationship with him, they think he can do the job, there's no reason to say no. That we can cl- we can close this deal today. Yes. And listen, I don't think that I'm really saying any I don't think I'm saying anything out of pocket, but they were prepared to offer or they offered Johnny Nansen almost a million dollars to be able to stay. So they clearly don't look at him as somebody that is a liability on the staff. They clearly look at his as as him as somebody that was an asset. So um yeah, again, so, I mean, I see some things in the chat here. It's like, well, why did he just leave then? Well, we know this is a relationship business. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had a great relationship, past relationship relationship with Sark. I'm just going to leave it there. It's a relationship business. Why would he go elsewhere? Right. Sheer, are you in? Are you in on hiring Johnny Nansen, Sheer? Uh, I wouldn't hate it. I would hire Nansen over Carol. Is that good enough? All right. <laughs> I would hire if, – if you're giving me the coordinator route, I'm 100% hiring Johnny Nansen over Brendan Carroll. Because at least I know Johnny Nansen has called to play before. Brandon Carroll's never called to play. 
I'm not sure if he's drawn up a play. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you bring back Akina, you work with Akina, you hire a heavy Polynesian staff. They'll always recruit the Polynesians. Every Arizona fans love it. You could do worse than Johnny Nansen. You could do better. Right. You could do worse too. All right. I'm also going to say something here. And I also, I've had, I've had enough people tell me this, that I think I'm, I think I'm more than okay that, um, uh, I think it's more than okay saying this, that, um, uh, Johnny Nansen and Jed Fish des- didn't necessarily see eye to eye the, the way that uh, uh, Sarkeesian and Johnny Nansen said. Uh, again, um, this is I don't know if somebody's upset with if somebody's upset with Johnny Nansen for leaving, but a big part of that also is that you know he and Fish just didn't necessarily see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Then I don't. To me, you're kind of speaking out of both sides of your mouth, which I actually excel at. But go ahead. Well, you know, you know who else that people now love, who left Arizona twice. Dwayne Aquina. Right. I mean, obviously he was he was brought in right after Makovic was hired, and that relationship lasted what like two weeks. Right. Before Dwayne left. And then remember when Mike Stoops brought Dwayne back. Mm-hmm. Um, those two also did there was yeah, did not see eye to eye. So right. Dwayne left um soon after being hired, which left um Arizona in a tough spot at the time. And then Mike Stoops, you know, looked, gave the DB job to the next person he saw, which happened to be Ryan Walters, which turned out to be a good hire. Um, but nobody, nobody is bemoaning Dwayne for leaving a couple of times. Everybody loves him now, right? And so why would why would we apply a different standard for Johnny Nansen? And people keep asking as well. They keep saying, "Well, um, uh, hold on, uh, I, I just <laughs> Mike McCullough, Bruce Feldman thing." What do you, what what Feldman say? They've already started interviewing candidates. I can tell you they interviewed two candidates last night. I'm on fire right now, Mike. Are you want to get in trouble? I'm going to get in trouble for one of them. Justin Wilcox. Yeah, they interviewed Wilcox last night. Okay. Um, and the other was Brent Brennan. All right, um, Justin Will. Justin Will. I don't hate Justin Wilcox as an option um, because listen. Um, and I realized I was just putting down a coach who was six and six, basically Cal's a very difficult place to win with at win at. This is not the Cal that we grew up with, but I will say this. If you wanted to actually bet on this, the only place to go is the bet MGM sports book app period point blank period. You agree with this, Anthony Gimino. Uh, I may have partaken a couple times. Yes. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app for at least five dollars. You will receive one hundred and fifty-eight dollars instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, and one other thing, game time. Let's say that you're uh, you want to be like me and uh, go to games that uh, are you, well, not like me. But let's say you don't have a media pass, and you want to find another way to go to games. Be like everybody else and be a smart person and use game time. Sure, this is true. You know somebody that used game time. Yes, I met a random Oklahoma fan at the Alamo Bowl that said I have this great app, and he pulled up game time. All right, download the game time app, create account, and code PHNX for $20 off first purchase. Terms apply again. Create account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download the game time app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Justin Wilcox. Um, Cal is an impossible spot to win at. Um, it just is. Um, I, everybody always mentions that, you know, it's in a, uh, you know, it's in a talent hotbed. Cool. You're also in, with an administration that doesn't care about sports. You're also in a kind of a fan base that let's be honest is very, is largely apathetic. Um, Wilcox has a pretty good reputation. He recruited was the first person I believe that actually offered Noah Fafita out of high school. Is this not mistaken? Sheer? Did, am I not mistaken? Didn't he offer before even fish? Cause he had a Cal in an Arizona offer. He might have. I don't think. I mean, I can look it up real quick. Yes. I don't but, think, did uh, he have a Cal offer? He had, he, oh, yeah, definitely had a Cal offer. For sure had a Cal offer. Tell everyone how pretty you are, and I'll look it up. All right, yes. But, Anthony, you go. What do you think right. about Justin well, Wilcox? Well, uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you what Dick Tomey thought about Justin Wilcox. 
Um, I remember one time Wilcox was probably in his first or second year at Cal. And um, occasionally Dick Tolman and I would meet for coffee and we uh, randomly, we weren't talking about Cal. We weren't talking about Wilcox. He offered what a great job and what a great um, coach in terms of building culture. Justin Wilcox was right. So uh, based on that, I've always had a very high opinion of Justin Wilcox. Right. So what do you think, Sheer? Um, well, first off, uh, New, New Mexico, Hawaii, and Cal offered Noah. Cal offered Noah a year before, well, six months before Arizona. So every now and then I get something right that Sheer can't. Sheer, you were wrong there. Off this the top of my head, I did not remember Noah Fafita's offer list. You yes. are the man. Um, right, yes. Listen, also, people need to get this as well. Nansen is cool, but can he actually coach? We don't know. Um, that's that, that's just it, uh, if you hire a guy like Nansen, more than probably 99% of the coaches you're hearing, his coaching staff is going to be vital. Like, really, I would tell you that he's probably keeping bringing Akina with him. We'd assume that. I would say Jason Kafusi probably stays, and I think Richardson probably stays. I think the offensive staff would be completely new. Do uh, Anthony, do we uh, with when it comes to uh, when it comes to Dwayne, um, mm-hmm. would would he be somebody that would he consider? Would he accept a defensive coordinator position? Would that be something that he's game for at this point? That I don't know. I really can't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to speak for him, and I have no no knowledge one way or another whether he'd be interested in being coordinator. Is there right. a difference if you bring on Dwayne? Even let's just say. It's a it's a secondary coach, right? You hire a young defensive coordinator, and you say you and Dwayne are going to work together. You're going to do all the recruiting. Dwayne's not in the. I mean, he's just whatever. He's not going to recruit a lot. He's not of that age, and that that's not his thing right now. It's similar to what we thought Jed was going to do. I don't think it, and, and I think it's a winning. If you're going all in in the Polynesian route, and Mike, you bring in Robert Bala, like like Jed was anyway, and you bring in Dwayne. And you work together. That's a winning combination to me. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure the title is hugely important. Just the fact that they're all working together and and that Dwayne has a lot of input. All right, I'm going to stick up. Listen again. Arizona does not look great in all of this. I get that, but please, 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 people. The budget academic shortfall has nothing to do. Had nothing to do with Arizona not being able to match this. Arizona was never going to be able to match fifty five million dollars. It stinks to stay to stay it stinks to well i guess it stinks to stay in that it stinks to say but arizona just could never match that first of all you can only sign five-year contracts in arizona you can't sign a seven-year deal that's something you got to keep in mind arizona was never going to be able to get to eight million dollars that just wasn't that just wasn't going to happen um jason uh and i actually i went back and i watched this when anthony gets a little when Anthony says you get some real weirdos on Twitter saying this stuff, that cracked me up nonstop because that's generally something I would say. So when Anthony Gimino says that, that made me laugh. Go ahead, guys. Arizona's in a budget shortfall. 100%. There's a budget shortfall. They're going to have to fix some things. The AD is getting audited. The school's getting audited, all that. If Arizona was in no budget shortfall, it still wasn't offering as much as Washington. You are Arizona is never paying a head football coach $56 million over seven years. It is not happening. You and, uh, and all right, Cosmic Contrarian, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute this with you. Hiring for short-term gain is complete lunacy. Normally, I agree with you, but Arizona is also not a long-term position, though. Nobody is coming to Arizona. No, if you're wildly successful at Arizona, you're not gonna be here for 10 years. Um, that's just that's just not mm-hmm. in the cards. Um, every, this every is, position is a short-term position. Right. I think I mean, with Arizona fans, they just don't want to see their heart broken again. But I gotta, I gotta tell you guys, your heart's gonna get broken again, or yeah. your coach is gonna get fired because he's not good enough. Yes. If I you mean, hire a the hot young up and coming coach and he's great, guess what? He's also gone three years. Um, if you hire somebody that has Arizona ties and he doesn't do well, guess what? He's probably gone in three years. Right. Um, you can try to thread that needle. You want another Dick Tomey, maybe, who's going to stay here 14 years. Chances of getting a guy like Kyle Whittingham of Utah, one in, a, one in 200. 
Right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even try for that because you're not going to succeed. If you luck into it, great. Um, but that's not really to aspire for. You're going to be replacing your head coach in good good times, bad times, every three, four, or five years. Everybody does it. Go look, go find a list on the internet about how long coaches have been around. And and, and I gotta believe too that Johnny Nansen would want people. And the other thing too is that with the University of Texas defensive coordinator position, Johnny Nansen would take the University of Arizona head coaching position. That is called a that is called a significant pay raise. That's called a significant increase. That's called a significant everything. So he would one thousand percent take that job. It doesn't matter that he's at Texas at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, I can't imagine. Do defensive coordinators even have buyouts? Yes. All right. Arizona, well, I, even with the short it's usually just their contract. So, like a million dollar buyout. And we, for all we know, Johnny hasn't even signed the thing. It's not yeah. even an exit. I mean, he's on their webpage and all that, but I can't see Sark. Like, Sark would be like, take it for free. Like, I'm so happy for you all. Like, Sark would tell Johnny Nansen to take this job in RB. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, so sheer yes or no right now. Can I ask you this? No, Jason. Here's what Jason Shear does when he reports something. He'll say one of two things. Um, this is likely to happen, but if it doesn't, don't blame me. Jason, we're we're none of that, no equivocating. Right now, if Johnny Nansen could retain the entire, uh, basically retain 90% of this roster and uh, Dwayne Aquina hops back in, yes or no, are you hiring him? Yes. And that is against, and, and that is a 24-hour change because you know my feelings. I would never hire short-term, but I also need, I feel like I need something binding too. My my nightmare is. You hire Nansen Johnny, and then everyone leaves. Still. Right, right, 100%. But you yeah. can't bind a player. So did it's report, like. Did you report this stuff on Twitter about T-Mac and Noah? No, we're keeping things on the board. People on Twitter were very mean yesterday. All they could hour. sign up to Wildcat Authority for sixty percent off. By the way, I had I had get a load of this. I had fifty three, fifty three Oregon State, Washington State fan DMs messaging me saying, you know, um, you you banter a lot, but you t- stood up and you took it like a man yesterday, and you have my full respect for that. That's what we're here for. You got to remember this, people. It's still sports at the end of the day. It stinks. But it's still sports at the end of the day. I am here to help. I am here. I will break your uh, hand with my jaw. That's where we're at uh, with all of this. Um, all right, we, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Brent Brennan. Um, Dick Tomey was Dick Tomey was a big Brent Brennan guy, right, uh, Jimino? Right. When when Dick went to coach at San Jose State, uh, he hired Brent, and Brent was here what in two thousand for a year. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. they all. For the Algol fired. So obviously a lot of a lot of Tommy, a lot of Arizona DNA run through that family. What do you um what do you what do you think? What do you think? I have never I don't know him. I don't um uh, I know he's well respected by the alums. Um you look at his record at San Jose State and you're absolutely not gonna get blown away. But San Jose State is one of the most difficult jobs in the country. Right. So when you start going repeated years of seven and five, seven and six at San Jose State, that's really um, that's really something to be to be proud of. So, yeah. Do I think the dude can coach? Personally, I don't know him, so I can't speak to um, that aspect of it. But obviously, he's very well liked. And if you're looking for a candidate who would stay here for like the rest of his career, that's probably the guy. If he has enough right. success, Sheer, what do you think? He does to me. He's very just kind of is there. Uh, I think he's a the safest hire in the sense where he, he's going to go seven and five, and that's probably and you're going to probably make a bowl. But I don't know how much better you're going to be than seven and five. Um, me personally, like I don't know. It, it's. I don't like speaking out against a coach because they could wind up being someone I work I work with. <laughs> but um, I, I think he's just, he's very vanilla to me. Like, and in, 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 that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just I wonder what the upside of a Brennan is. Like, I just wonder how good can he be. And I, I I'll tell you, everyone speaks very highly of him. Recruiting guys, 
And, you know, uh, everyone I've talked to speak very high about Brent Brennan. It's just, to me, it's kind of boring, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, now. Did we we think that about Jed Fish, too, when he was hired? No, I thought the opposite. I thought that was nuts. (laughs) Yes, I did, too. I thought it was a crazy hire. I didn't know exactly. in In terms of the upside, I mean, what would you have said about Jed Fish oh, no upside. three years ago. I thought yeah. there was no upside. I thought he'd be no, out of here in three literally years. Literally zero upside. Yeah. My point is, and I, I totally I agree with everything Jason said. It does seem like a very vanilla hire, but with limited upside. But what do we know? All right. By the way, yep, Duke, that's my point. Here, stop with the Brennan stuff. Duke Brennan. If Duke Brennan was related to Brent Brennan, I would absolutely be uh, more intrigued by it. He's related to it's Brad Brennan's brother, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Brad Brennan, by the way, if I was a football player, I would have been Brad Brennan without the broken ankle. But, and look, um, like, his, his defensive coordinator's family still lives in Tucson. Like, he right. wants – and Jamita makes if, – if if fans are very focused on, on the candidate that is the most likely to stay here, that is Brennan. I think if Brennan gets Arizona, he's here for as long as he's successful. I, do, you I think really, he's got some dil- do you think he's got some dilly in him? Uh, I think he's the complete opposite of Dylan. But, uh, but, oh, in terms of staying? Yeah. Yes. I, I honestly, and, and I don't say this, and I'm very careful to say this anymore, I don't see him leaving Tucson. He's got family here. His defensive coordinator, who would likely come, has family here, alumni, all that. He would be here. If, if that's what you're looking for, out of all the candidates, he would be here the longest. Yes. All right. Now, uh, also one thing you might've been watching the game or you might've been watching this yesterday and say, by the way, I had no clue how bad I looked at the end of that live stream until <laughs> I went back and I looked at it. Holy moly, man. I was sad. That was sad. Mike Luke. That was sad. And generally with what well, generally with me, you're going to get happy, go lucky mocking myself, mm-hmm. all of that. I was just kind of like the video just still uh, whatever, but can we get, no. can we get the PHNX, uh, graphic people to do a sad Mike Luke meme. Hey, that's actually not a bad, that's actually what not I mean. a bad idea. I need a sad Mike Luke meme. Jacob Franklin. It got, real ugly. it got real ugly at the end of that thing. Jacob Franklin, are you able to do this? Oh, all right. Well, either way, have I told you about the Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Anthony Jamino? Oh, I've heard plenty. I'd right, like to hear more. more. You Of course you want to hear more. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. Again, at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, no one does it better. They offer an authentic and immersive experience. I've seen it. It sticks out like the wave. It looks very, very cool, the wave. It looks awesome. Um, Again, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Um, All right. Now, somebody said no commercials yesterday. Well, I mean, you know, it. uh, we still... Still got to get paid somehow here. Um, my parents aren't giving me money anymore. They basically cut me off uh, this last month. So, um, oh, Audrey Stevens thought we had to do a welfare check on Luke after the beer picture and no tweets for a few hours. Yeah, I didn't even go to Del Taco yesterday either. So, and you're right, Anthony. Panda was so depressing. I didn't even eat all of it. Shelby and I almost stopped by last night to check on you. Oh, gosh. I didn't, I had no clue. But either way, also, oh, geez. OG's helped me out yesterday. OG's is here for you. It's here for me. It's here for everybody. Check it out. OG's. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OG'sBrands.com. OG's. Um, again, you got the fruits, the creams available, all of this stuff. Um, all right. Now, back to uh, back to Arizona. This, in my opinion, this has to be uh this has to be decided in the next 48 hours. Again, when we're at this stage in the game, you have to be able to – and by the way, I'm okay, everybody. Um, Thank you. But um, (laughs) Oregon State, Washington State fan DMs got me through yesterday. Um, But uh, um, this has to be decided in the next 48 hours. This uh, every every school moves in this uh, manner now. It's an AD's job to have a list of people. Um, You got to be able to move. This can't be something where you wait a month. I think in an ideal world, and I hate – Chris crap, but I think in an ideal world, you bring him out to the basketball game on Wednesday. I think that you, you have your yeah. hire completed, you bring him, he kisses babies and all that Wednesday, and you hold a presser on Thursday. I Anthony. think that's the ideal situation. Let's say you, Anthony. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a great timeline. And uh, obviously, they're already moving. So, yeah, you have to work. We're, we're now like on a every two-day timetable. 
Right. Somebody gets hired, another coach uh, gets pushed from somewhere else. They hire somebody in two days. So, yeah, Arizona is very much on the clock and has another about 36 hours to get it done. All right. Now, I'll say uh, so we're all in agreement here. Yay or nay, Johnny Nansen, if he retains the roster, we're all in agreement, correct? With caveats, yeah. No, there is no caveat. I just said he's got to keep the roster, but yes. Yeah, but how do you know he's keeping the roster? Right, that's the thing. I mean, no, I totally get. Yeah, I totally get that. And he could have discussions with the players, and the players are saying, "Yeah, we're going to stay." Yeah, there's also a uh, spring transfer window that opens up April fifteenth. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no guarantees with any of this. So my point from the top was, um, if I'm going to quote uh, Mike Leach. Swing your sword. Take your chance right now. Arizona has a chance to do something it has rarely done in the last ever, which is, well, of course, with the expanded opportunity playoffs, they have a chance to do that next year. Right. I'm taking, I don't care if it's short-sighted, if Arizona has a chance to do that and retain most of its players, hire Johnny Nansen, win as big as you can next year, maybe go to the playoffs, and then everything is easier. Right. You know, why if you're bringing in a new coach, maybe he loses most of the roster. They're going to go six and six. He's got a tough road ahead. A lot easier if Arizona's going 10 and three or whatever next year. Who are you sure? Jimino and I would hire uh, uh, Robert Na- Robert Nansen. That was, I think that was the FBI spy for Russia. Never mind. Johnny Nansen. Um, the, uh, um, I'm very disappointed you've already dropped the Pete Carroll thing. I mean, that took like 20 minutes, Mike. Uh, I, I, Pete's not returning my calls. I don't know what else to say, <laughs> um, but he's just not. I don't know that Pete's interested. That, that's, but I do like that. Um, I will say this: my second choice would be my second choice would be Justin Wilcox. Um, I think he's got higher upside than Brent Brennan. Um, I think that he he's he's well thought of. I think he's a good dude. It, I meant to ask you this year, and I know Color California is a tough place. He's a he's got a pretty good recruiting reputation as well. Correct. For Cal, yeah, he he apps. I mean, I think if you brought him to a, a place like in Arizona, he probably would compete for top thirty classes, which is good for sure. Okay, all right, Jacob, do you want to hop in here real quick? Hop in, Jacob Franklin. Hop in. We're bringing Jacob in. By the way, I saw Wavy Davy say it as Jacob drops in. the The Texas State coach would be my number one guy. Okay, I I like that too, and I was doing. Um a little more reading on him last night. And I knew he, I knew he had done well, but I, at Texas state in his first year, um, but his stuff at incarnate word and up and comer. Yeah. If you want to hire the, uh, the hot young offensive minded coach, that's the guy. And if he leaves in three years, God bless him. That means he, he will have done well. here. All right. All right. Jake, I'm, I'm totally on board with that too. All right. Jacob, Jacob is a uh, reliable father and he's, we're just bringing him in, but he doesn't need to say anything because obviously the kid is sleeping, but Jacob, we just want to show that you're here. Hello. This is the man that makes it work. And Jacob has been a kind, uh, Jacob has been very, well, Jacob's always kind. All right, Jacob, you're removed. Jacob, you know what I did? Hold on. Actually, I'm bringing Jacob back in. Sorry. When, When Jed Fish left yesterday, I told my kids to get out of the house. They're both sleeping over out of friends. That's (laughs) So one day you'll get to the age, Jacob, where you can basically said, I don't want to be around you right now. Find a friend to go to. Your mental health was that bad, Chief? Just wait. Uh, it, no, well, yeah. Is yeah, it a girl no, or a boy? It's a girl. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. But Jacob Franklin <laughs> has family from Nebraska, by the way. Oh, well, then he's fine. So, how, how have we not mentioned the potential of Scott Frost on this call? Oh, Mike and I talked about Scott Frost for about 20 minutes last night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's where I'm at with Scott Frost. Um, and uh, I am okay. <laughs> Scott. Did you tell Jimena about the exercise we did? That was a good one. Oh, the best, ba- the best ba- coach. The, the best, best bad coach that you could hire. And I came, we came up with Scott Frost, <laughs> O Pelini, and Rich Rod. And Rich Rod. Which one would you hire of the three? Which would you hire, Anthony? Um, Am I hiring a retread like that? I'm going with uh, I'm going with Scott. Yes, because here's here, I watched every single Scott Frost game. I'll say this: the only it did feel to a certain extent like he was a little snake bit for whatever reason because it didn't matter. You could have been playing Michigan 
and you were going to lose by three off like a butt fumble into the end zone. Or you were going to play Rutgers and you were going to lose by three off a kick six return for a touchdown or something. It was the most bizarre thing. I still think he's got some upside. He was, Mm -hmm. he's young. He's obviously he's living in Arizona. He did a great job. I mean, he had a really good reputation as an OC. I don't hate that. I'll, I'll put it to you like that. I don't hate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did. I don't hate it. I, it would be funny. <laughs> would you, who would who would your choice be between Scott Frost, Bo Pelini, and um, uh, um, is there a more opposite personality than going from Jed Fish to Bo Pelini? They're the complete opposites, right? Like, there's literally no similarities. It's funny. I watched a Tom Osborne interview one time about Bo Pelini, and they said, Well, you know, he won nine or 10 games every single season, and nobody's really given him a look. And Osborne, in this very Dr. Tom Osborne, said, well, there's also some things that kind of come with Bo. And, uh, <laughs> and it was just the most, uh, it was just the funniest way of putting it. Uh, I would, I mean, obviously I have a soft spot for Rich Rod. I'd hire Bo Pelini over Scott Frost. Hmm. I wouldn't right, hire any of them. I mean, All right. <laughs> on that note, um, on that note, everybody out there, we really, really appreciate you. I'm doing much, much better today, but a big reason for that is Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, making everything, making everything better. Anthony Jamino, the man, we appreciate you on your off day from the real job. Jason Shear, you will be back with me tomorrow. You're probably going to be on with me all week. Because I have a dentist tomorrow. At what time? Maybe nine. At what we'll kind see. of dentist for you? Oh, it's it's not a good one. <laughs> we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. All right, we'll play it by ear. Either way, we're going to make it work. But on that note, appreciate you all. No better time to become a PHNX diehard. Hey, uh, Jacob Franklin, pull this shirt up, please. These shirts are going like hotcakes. Check them out. These things. Anthony Jamino has one of these. Anthony Jamino has turned this into a sleeveless workout edition. So when you see Anthony Jamino at LA Fitness and this BTFD, you know that this thing is taking off. A lot of people don't know that, but um, uh, that's kind of where we're at. You agree with this, Anthony? It's a it's a beautiful shirt, and I can kind of halfway rock it and make it look decent. But more more people than uh, better people than I can make that shirt look really good. All right. All right. On that note, though, we will be back. And again, emergency live streams. Uh, will um, man, that sounds awful. An emergency live stream. Um, but uh, we will be in touch with you throughout the day. You guys are all fantastic. Um, and uh, again, appreciate all of you. Back the A, back Anthony Jamino. We actually like him. Jason <laughs> Shear, I am merely Mike Luke, and we have the great Jacob Franklin making us good. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.